2: shows that the Inquisitorial Band engaged the Nashers in physical combat and emerged victorious. Lyric was injured in the opening of the battle. Valentine cowed their foes with violence in the name of the Inquisition, and Alto led the band into the astral line. What exactly is this fabled mode of transportation? Find out next, in this episode of The
3: Valentine Heresy. A uh, report on the sinking of the uh, mighty Gothic ship uh, the Fist of Gilead <clears throat> by Grendon Mal. Uh, I, I, I hope that the Vox volume is okay on this. Um, <clears throat> if not, please inform my superiors, and I'm sure they will uh, uh, supply me with more proper gear. In any case, um, regarding uh, the recent loss uh, of the, the ship, um, the, uh, the Fist of Gilead, uh, it would seem that the effects of the, the Great Rift across the galaxy are perhaps more far-reaching than uh, early astropathic reports suggested. Uh, it would seem that uh, the, the warp storm that was identified uh, in the sector uh, around uh, the uh, Vermeer system uh, was in fact a uh, yet another um, seemingly aftershock of the Great Rift itself, uh, and unfortunately, Uh, our uh, ship was caught in uh, one of these smaller tears, as it were. Um, It is a miracle that uh, any hands aboard survived, and uh, I suppose we have uh, the the Emperor's uh, good graces to thank uh, for the survival of uh, our esteemed Inquisitor, uh, Valentine. Um, However, it is worth noting that if these rifts are going to continue to open and have the uh, damning effects that uh, this did on both Gilead and the planet below, um, we should adjust our ast- astropathic maps appropriately uh, for the power to rip apart one of our ships with that velocity and to twist the inhabitants is is truly breathtaking and uh, a, a an uncontrolled form of chaos we, we have rarely seen. Uh, in summary, uh, for the two of you who listened to this before, I'm sure it gets black boxed somewhere deep within our records, Uh, It is my strong recommendation uh, that Inquisitor Valentine is uh, given a proper examination as soon as possible uh, for possible marks of chaos uh, or effects of the warp. Uh, Very few people have survived a warp storm of that magnitude and and not come out the other side changed. Uh, That would be my recommendation, though that is obviously much above my pay grade, and I trust that our masters in the Inquisition will know what to do. In any event, uh, it is best that we write this down as a a malfunction and let the uh, Adeptus Mechanum uh, spin the story the way they choose to, Uh, for if any of our fleets or, Emperor forbid, the rogue traders were to find out that random warp rifts uh, were opening and destroying ships of the size and caliber of the Gilead's Fist, we would be uh, well and truly boned. This concludes my report. Uh, You may find the details in the attached files. Emperor be praised. So the three of you are in the, uh, Astral Lines launch site, uh, for Galen's glory. Um, and you've made your way kind of up to the, uh, the massive golden doors, uh, and stepped through them into the ship itself. Okay. Um, the ship is, um, kind of, a. Uh, a very classic shuttle design uh, in terms of like kind of the long body, massive kind of rockets um, at the, at the base. And it uh, certainly still has the, the Gothic um, accoutrements that, that are on most uh, ships of the Imperium. Um, But this one's a little bit more streamlined. You can tell that um, any Gothic embellishments have been added after the fact, uh, largely to keep anyone who's seen uh, the Gothic fleet um, comfortable. It it's it's you know it, it makes us feel nice that we can see these things even if they don't actually have any function, a little bit like the save icon on our computers for those of us who remember floppy disks. <laughs> um, so uh, in the entry hallway, um, there's clearly meant to be some kind of uh, greeter here, um, but obviously there is not. Um, but as you step in, um, there's a an electric hum that begins as soon as the doors close, uh, and uh, Valentine. With your enhanced optics, um, you can see a um, sort of a, a laser pattern scanner um, scanning the three of you. Um, once it does, uh, the entire ship begins to hum and uh, the lights uh, begin to to click on. Um, they sh- they flutter a little bit, uh, and then the entire cabin that you're in is is bathed in a in kind of a calming blue light, and. Um, You, yeah, you, given the kind of touristy nature, you can tell this is kind of a, almost a sorting zone. Uh, And then there seem to be ladders on either side that lead up to kind of the crew berths. This is one of those vehicles that will um, likely enter into, um, you're basically like where you're standing right now is essentially on the wall. Once it is up in space, it will flatten out and the walls around you will become the floor and the ceiling. But right now, you're, you're kind of in, in pre-launch mode. Um, because there would normally be a greeter, there aren't any instructions. Um, there are some diagrams, but um, it's, it's a little bit like trying to figure out what the emergency chemical spill procedure is in a place that you've just kind of walked into. Um, but uh, also, um, Valentine, um, Eugene is now sort of patched in to um, the, uh, the ship, Uh, in the ship's network and um i would i I guess i should ask you this rather than just prescribing it would you be looking for um any kind of imperial coded transmission from the imperium to find out when these destroyers are coming or would oh
4: yeah i mean if i'm patched in now i want to know everything like i would want to know if there's anything here that's on its way to the threat can i get schematics of this system and I wouldn't say this one out loud, but can I get any kind of background info on Lyric and Alto? Because I don't know them.
3: Yeah. So the ship is cut off from the the networks of uh, Galen's glory. Um, You're patched into the ship itself, so you're getting diagnostics from it. Um, That said, its radio transmissions are picking up. Um, There's a transmission um, seemingly coming in across subspace channels. um, Just saying, like, um, citizens... This is the Imperial Navy. We have good news. Everything is going to be fine. Stay inside your homes, trust in the Emperor, and understand that he will deliver you exactly what you deserve. For the Emperor, please return to your homes. This will be over soon.
4: So I'll I'll hang up on that and be like, all right, friend. So based on the needless telling people to stay home, my guess would be we might have about 20 minutes before everything goes uh, fucking great. uh, From what I've learned, excellent, excellent. And bad for other people, but hopefully not us. So normally I would care a great deal about your injured leg. However, we need to find the way to make the shuttle fly or we all die here. So,
1: Oh, you think that maybe our lives are more important than my leg.
4: You do a very interesting thing where you push for things to be faster, but you interrupt just to be rude. Fascinating. I like it. What a, what a fun, fun thing people do. Alto, can you plug into anything and perhaps help us find the way to fly this thing? Because I don't fly. Uh, based on temperament, I doubt lyric works with technology, uh, which uh, means I'm you. guessing you do. do you, well, do you fly?
1: No, because Alto flies. Perfect. So my
4: assumptions were correct.
5: Alto has never seen anyone talk to lyric like that and he is just <laughs> stunned. just like oh, 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 okay and just like goes
3: to uh, goes to a terminal. All um, right. Tyler, <clears throat> can you roll me a mechanics check please? So that's uh, intelligence and mechanics. Mechanics. Would that be tech use? Oh, yeah, sorry. I'm looking at the straight Genesis sheet, not the uh, sheet. Okay.
0: Because
3: I don't have a printed copy of that. (laughs) I will fix that sometime. I just need to commit to losing a full ink cartridge and we'll get there. (laughs) Uh,
5: Great. So this is basically just for the purpose of starting up the launch sequence? Uh,
3: This is, um, think like, uh, the way I'm thinking of this is um, R2-D2 jacking into... um, the ship, yeah. So it's it's not even uh, we're not even at the point of the launch sequence necessarily. It's more so just like I need to figure out what the systems are. Is there someone who runs this? Like all all that shit. So yeah, okay. just kind of getting plugging in and getting a general sense of what's up.
4: You've Got to hack that, into the mainframe. Yeah. In that yeah. case, I will literally
5: plug in. Um, I'll reach up to the back of my head and pull a small sort of like um, it's it's like extremely like like spiderweb silky thin uh cord with like just um. A Jack on the end of it. That's kind of it slides out of the back of my skull It's just like the line keeps going as I plug it into the uh, the terminal uh, I use my I um, yeah, I'm gonna use my um mind impulse unit uh, It gives me plus one blue yep. Or tech use Uh, let me just scroll back up here for this other stuff Intellect
3: awesome, okay Oh, Um, yeah, this is very much tech use. I finally found the sheet, guys. Hmm. You guys have so many skills I didn't know about. It's fascinating. Uh, Okay, so I am
5: ready with my positive dice. Am I looking at any difficulty dice? Uh,
3: Yeah, we're going to say this is only a two, um, and I think that's because um, given that it is kind of like, for lack of a better term, a tourist vessel, um, no one's building this to be hack-proof. They're building this so that if, you know, third janitor Clayton needs to plug in. He'd be like, I did it. Now we shall fly. Um. Uh, Perfect. Okay.
5: So that is one success, three advantage.
3: Okay, great. Um, So um, once you've plugged in, um, you are... uh, sort of like the uh, how this is actually an interesting question how do you see data do you think
5: I think because alto is sort of such an I, I would say an unrefined talent in this field for him it's like talking to machines perfect great <laughs> um, and maybe that and this is my inexperience kind of showing but maybe that lends itself to like the kind of people in this universe that like pray to their machines mm-hmm. and stuff like Absolutely. that or like, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I think it's a lot of the time is like, hi, I'm Alto. What's your name? <laughs> like,
3: uh, that's great. I was going to
5: a conversation.
0: <laughs> uh, I love that. Right
5: there.
4: Yeah. So um, it's all happening on the level of head. machine in 40 K machines actually have machine spirits and personalities oh. that exist underneath.
3: Perfect. Yeah. Cool. So you, you actually hear was you're like, who? Huh? what? Well, Oh, Howdy. Uh, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You you, you caught me napping here. Um, Is it it finally time to leave? Oh, yeah. I would definitely say so. Well, all right. Shit, you should have just started with that, boy. Let's do this. All right. And suddenly all the lights come on. um, The engine kicks up. And um, you start to hear a voice, Ryan, come through Eugene. um, And uh, you... uh, just hear this this kind of very gregarious um, voice come through and be like, well, howdy, everybody. I'm very glad y'all finally decided to show up. Uh, now, uh, which amongst you is uh, is Kale? Is uh, there a Kale in the house? Kale?
1: N- no, Kel is dead. Uh, huh. But we are her uh, next of kin for lack yeah, of a better I, I, word.
3: All right, I care less about that and a little bit more about the inquisitorial presence on this vehicle. How did you get inside the astral line if you are not in any way associated with the inquisition? I'll My this name look is <laughs> yeah.
4: Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and we entered on my
3: authority. Ah, well, all right then. should just start with that, boy. This makes life much easier. Welcome aboard the Emperor's Hope. I sincerely hope that uh, all y'all are excited to see some of the many glorious things our galaxy has to share. Because here on the astral line, our goal is to share with you... Well, hang on a second. Now, uh, my Lord Valentine, would you have by any chance called down a planetary purge on this here world?
4: Well, I was not the one to call it down, but I was aware that there were a collection of demons that had broken through a geller field and thus doomed uh, the hives. That's why we sort of need to move past, the, shall we say, the
3: scenic tour. And yeah, to all right. Be- Again, you really, y'all buried the lead on this. Let's let's get a move on. Uh, I didn't sleep for hundreds of years to get vaporized by a bunch of fucking space people. All right, let's go. Um, and, uh, he says, uh, listen, uh, Alto, was it? Uh, yeah, hi. Hi. Uh, you seem like a tech-savvy fella. I'm not talking to you through a floating skull, so that immediately makes you my favorite. Tell me, how familiar are you with maps? Are you some kind of map boy by chance? <laughs> uh, I've been known to,
5: uh, dabble. I've, I've been called a map boy in my time.
3: Fair enough. Well, let's say you join me up here in the cockpit and see if we can't figure out a way to get the fuck out of Dodge. Dodge is the name of this here launch pad, not an Earth reference from, uh, you know, the olden days. Should that clarify that. Damn. Great. Well, come on up. i um, plug in the thing. Just like sits like, back up into my head. A green light just shines um, down one of the ladder shafts. And I'll I'll climb down. Great. Um, so as Wait, for the rest, like come on um, up. Yeah. Okay. You're <laughs> um, going up towards the nose of the, the ship. Um, right. and it's like, as for the rest of y'all, I haven't just met you. I would hate to see you splattered against my insides. I would greatly appreciate it. If you would strap in, you will find yourself some very comfortable berths, just, uh, up one, one level there. So just climb the ladder and there's like a, 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 a we're, we're in blue light. So a red light shines down the other ladder. He's like, just climb old red ladder there. It'll take you where you need to go. So unfortunate question, new friend, or I mean,
4: it could be considered an exciting opportunity. My friend Lyric has a broken leg and thus won't be able to use the ladder. Do you have some sort of elevatrix or other thing
3: that would allow perhaps an easier transport? Uh, Well, you know, my lord, I had that exact conversation back when I was... (laughs) but a recently installed skull. Uh, But, uh, you know, they just said an elevator would be too damn expensive, which, as you know, is a tremendous slap in the face to those requiring mobility needs. And I was rather furious about it, so they shut me off. So I regret to inform you that there is none. Uh, There is some rope. Uh, Alternatively,
1: it's Fine. And I literally like, walk over to the stair. I throw the last lock um, just like up the, into like the hole. So it's like on the landing. And I just like two hand arm and one leg, just like propelling myself up the ladder.
3: <laughs> All right. Uh, Lyric, go ahead and roll me, please. A, uh, Do you have athletics on your fancy 40K sheets?
1: I hun- yes. yes, 100%. Uh, it
3: should be like totem or some such. So go ahead and roll that <laughs> okay. for me if you'd be so kind. She sure. says, "Trying to drop the robot accent in his normal speech okay. patterns." A uh,
1: difficulty. To,
3: um, or what? Uh, no, I'm going to bump it up to three because of your oh. your busted leg.
1: Well, that's nice.
3: Yeah, you're welcome.
6: Behind you. Yes, that's right. This is Morgan Rolls, and I have a secret to share with you. Did you know that some of our inquisitorial band has been sent to us not from the inner workings of the Imperium, but from Patreon? It's true, only special $25 tier patrons can create their own NPCs that will join in the cast of select shoes. So what are you waiting for? You can join us if you join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e that's right come join now at patreon.com slash dice if you think you have what it takes to survive in the grim darkness of the future
1: brawn is three, okay. Four successes and two threats,
3: yeah. Okay, um, so strong motherfucker, yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, you begin to climb the ladder, and um, it's actually going pretty well. Um, weirdly, I, I think you always, based on kind of how rough life is in, in uh, the glory hole, you kind of always assumed you'd lose a limb or several. So, I think you've actually like. It's a little bit like how like, I, I got lucky and like, got my mom's hair rather than my dad's, but I just kind of assumed from childhood I'd be bald by like 22. So any day I have hair, I'm like, cool. <laughs> what a nice day this is. So I feel like you're having the same <laughs> thing where it's just like, eh. Honestly, it's just it's impressive it took this long. Um, so you're actually doing pretty well um, until the ship shutters um, as the engines begin to, to fire up uh, and you, you lose your grip uh, and you fall. And for a minute, uh. seriously consider if this is how you die. And if so, that's eh, real stupid. Like, am just going to punch your way back to life so you can be mad about it. Um, but uh, luckily, Valentine, you've been kind of waiting for this. So uh, you're there to kind of, like, break her fall. And this isn't like a, a fucking, like, catch the princess falling on a tower thing. This is very much like, oh, shit, a person is falling. Okay, firefighter grab. Um, but as you do so... Um, uh, lyric, you kind of like crunch into his shoulder and your, uh, your hand uh, knuckles and all um, hits the side of his face and suddenly um, your vision blurs and Valentine, yours does as well. And uh, Valentine, you find yourself um, back in the, 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 the throne room uh, looking at the golden throne. It's the same uh, image you saw before um, but lyric, this is a whole brand new weird for you. Um, this is a
1: what the fuck? Yeah.
3: Um, and you see a crystal clear vision of ten figures um, standing around the uh, the golden throne, um, much like um, our, our dear friend the Inquisitor. Um, you're able to spot uh, the the imperial date um, being one year from from today. Um, you see, um, you know the the bulkier, and again, like you haven't seen Space Marines, you haven't seen a lot of these things. You actually yeah. don't know what these mean, but you actually have a clear vision of them. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas Valentine has only seen shadows. So between the two of you, you actually now have a pretty decent way to to determine this. Um. Again, you're not actually really sure what you're looking at. You don't really yep. know what the Golden Throne is. You don't really actually know that much about the Emperor.
1: I pro- Yeah, because it, it just hasn't mattered to my No, wife. and
3: also certainly you would... I, I feel like you would get this far out. You would get, like, the Emperor in his heyday images. Mm-hmm. And, like, if anything, you wouldn't get, like, desiccated corpse in a machine. Um, yeah. Because, again, it's it's a fringe territory. Like you're not, you're not closely associated with the Imperium. Um, That said, um, you do see a a woman wearing uh, the sigil of the Inquisition um, who seems to be um, very diligently um, checking things off on uh, sort of a a, um, a mechanical clipboard of some sort uh, using an attached gimbaled arm um, that almost seems to be like think like almost a skeletal hand and she's kind of guiding hmm. it to to mark down things that are occurring um and you look kind of in awe and and surprise but also weirdly with a bit of a sense of uh certainty and just um inevitability uh at this woman's face um and you see her sisters you see Cora's face uh looking down at this clipboard um and then right before you wake up, she looks up at you, and there's something just a little bit off about her eyes. And that's when you see the figure reach up and just slightly readjust the top corner of the forehead that had begun to slip down. Um, and that's Aww. when you wake up to um, alarm claxtons uh, and the sound of, of jet engines firing up. Um, Valentine, you've recovered a bit faster because this has happened to you before. You also have, like, Psyker conditioning and, like, all the things the Inquisition would offer. Um, however, this time, I think realizing that this, this is going to be a new state of being for you, you're kind of falling into that state of each time you're going to focus on one detail in the hopes that you're slowly able to piece this thing together, um, but uh, the rumbling of the engines kind of brings you back to yourself. So um, you start dragging um, uh, Lyric up the, the ladder. And as soon as Lyric wakes up, you're, you're – I, I feel like Lyric's the kind of person who doesn't really sleep. In old Chuck Norris idioms, she waits. Yeah. So you, um, as soon as you realize what's going on, uh, Valentine, you suddenly feel um, like the weight, her weight just disappear because suddenly she's climbing with you. Uh, And the two of you um, kind of dig your way up into um, one of the berths and see kind of crash seats that are very plush and have like cup holders and uh, the whole thing. Um, Meanwhile, uh, up in the cockpit, um, uh, Alto, um, you enter uh, kind of a small, very much like a a modern um, aircraft or space shuttle cockpit. Um, and as you enter, um, there's a whirring of servos and a, uh, a skull and kind of the top of a, of a um, like the neck vertebrae and like a rib cage drop down out of the ceiling um, to greet you as you come in. Um, there's uh, old leathery flesh just stretched across this. Um, the eyes have been replaced by like um, large red um, sort of glass chambers, uh, and the mouth has a Vox coder in it, similar to the one that Eugene has, um, but the uh, skin around it has been stitched up into a smile, um, and uh, he just says, well, howdy, all tell him, so glad you were able to join me up here on the flight deck, it's so nice to have some company, listen, we're all about to get vaporized, so maybe you can just help me do do your thing, oh, I'm sorry, of course, uh, yeah, this is me. Um, it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, my name is uh, Acrisius Dordenis. Uh, you can call me uh, Acri And uh, I will be your uh, kind of permanently installed servitor for this fine journey today. I will be the one communing with the machine spirit that inhabits this fine vehicle. And it will be up to me to get you safely to your destination.
5: I lower my weapon <laughs> uh, and kind of warily look around and, and find my place uh, at the helm.
3: <clears throat> Great. Um, so you lock into the helm. He kind of drops into the seat beside you, but it's it's all very jerky. Um, you can tell that downstairs is definitely built for public consumption. Up here is not. Mm. Um, and uh, says, uh, all right, well... Um, Here's the thing, they didn't actually program in the uh, the astropathy for me here, so it's kind of going to be up to you to steer this boat, kid. Uh, I'll keep everything else running, but the uh, rest is up to you. Uh,
5: so Alto will like wrap his fingers around. <laughs> um, what would it be like? Um, not necessarily like a steering wheel, but like a um, like a flight stick or or
3: yeah, this thing like- is. Um- this is a weird a weird beast because it's uh, technology is generally not new in uh, the sort of dark age that we find ourselves in. Um, would it be like so, Star Trek
5: where you just like plot course and like set acceleration? No just this like, would uh, definitely okay.
3: definitely be uh, I think probably a combination of, of jacking in uh, with your your cables yep. um, likely a flight stick of some sort but um, the actual mechanics of it are um, a miss, a miss, Ah, Jesus a mishmash of other tech uh, cuz you can't really build new stuff it's more repurposing the plans from older stuff so okay. it's actually yeah it's like um think um less a, a a joystick and more like a an xbox an old xbox controller um so that kind of that that situation but yeah you definitely need to jack in
5: okay um yeah i just put my hands on it first and I'm just like under his breath also was like Fucking awesome!
3: Takes like, <laughs> it out of the Jack and, and Jackson. Uh, All right, wicked. Um, so, from you, sir, I am going to need a, uh, I guess, a driving check.
5: Okay, my mind impulse unit actually helps with that as well, so that'll be a blue there. <laughs> and then driving is uh, four Agility. yellows.
3: Oh my god! What?
5: <laughs> I designed my guy to be a driving guy.
1: Nice.
5: So that is what we I've should. got there. All right. What's the so challenge, Tom? Yeah. We're going to
3: say two purple, um, one uh, setback dice for unfamiliar tech, um, but uh, I'm also going to give you a boost for um, uh, Acre and his assistance, such as it is. Okay. Uh, you can think of him a bit like uh, Chewbacca on the Falcon, where it's like, He's basically you're gonna plot the course and kind of manage that side of things. He'll deal with all the weird uh, stuff that actual pilots deal with, which are like the boring things, like flicking switches and mm-hmm. adjusting stuff. Um, this uh, the ship isn't capable of. Um, like this is an inter, definitely an inter system ride. This isn't a uh, like you you can't use uh, Ryan. I forget what the, the like the warp path name is in this, but you can't jump into the basically into the warp uh, to get places. Oh
4: um shit. It's an M. There's like a it's like a Mandelver point or something like that. I can yeah, figure it out. Yeah, you know what about. There's like distance within a system where you can't enter the warp. You're too close to the planets. It mm. screws with like the fact that warp entities are there, human souls. Uh, so also, there's literally uh, a point that you're far enough out you can do it. Otherwise Yeah
3: it's also it's also like fundamentally this ship just isn't built for that. It's mm. it's built for inter inter system transport, not for okay. Not for warp. They don't have that kind of money. Um, Cool. So that's it from my side of things. Uh, You have four story points. Mandeville. the Mandeville point. You have uh, four story points available to you, should you desire, but you're also already at a lot of yellow.
5: Yeah, I don't think I'll use it. Cool. I think we'll hang on to that. Great. For more dire situation. Fire it up. Fuck me, man. (laughs) Six advantage is one failure unbelievable
3: <laughs> all right so um you uh you go to to fire up the um uh yeah okay uh you go to fire up the engines and um the the pre-flight stuff seems to be going well um when suddenly you hear a, a massive um rending of of metal and um Acre is just like Well, shit. Uh, Listen, kid, I'm sorry to do this to you, but it would seem we got some, uh, shall we say, uh, unwanted guests uh, out there on the wing. I would be inclined not to call them gremlins so as not to cause a panic, but it would seem that they are using some kind of blowtorch device which is uh, causing us to lose fuel at an alarming rate. Could you perhaps convince some of your charming associates to go deal with this? Otherwise, we may well be boned. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do I, uh, and I'll, I, I, th-
5: I think just because I'm jacked in, I'll instinctually, excuse me, instinctually know where, like, the yeah, like, absolutely. box unit is, and I'll just, like, flip the switch for the mic to go hot and be like, uh, if you guys can hear me, we've got some creatures on the wing. They need to be taken out before they... Tear the ship apart. We can't take off yet.
4: Uh, quick question. Would using ranged weapons have any risks in regards to fuel lines or the ship's efficiency? Uh, probably. Depends on your aim, I guess. All right, we're gonna get up close. If you could just open a door and flash a light, that'd be great. Uh, and he'll just, like, holster
3: his pistol, draw out the sword, and turn on the refractor field. Um... Cool. So, um, a, an emergency hatch opens next to you, um, and you kind of get out of your crash webbing. Uh, and looking out, um, you can see um, the. Uh, it would seem that uh, a couple of the Nashers uh, got got wise. Uh, Sheila has come back and is uh, currently using her welding torch. Uh, there's no sign of Tallman because uh, he's going to be an aristocrat. Damn it. Um, <laughs> But uh, Sheila seems to have also have been pursued um, by uh, two leech people uh, and three uh, chaos mutants who are climbing up kind of the um, like climbing up from under her. She's like very quickly trying to like cut her way into the ship. Uh, You can see she's wearing like a a hazmat mask uh, and she seems to have secured herself with some batons and is just kind of like basically suspended and and welding trying to weld her way into the side. Great. Can I reach her? She is about um, four meters beneath you. Well, damn.
4: Uh, And I think I'm just going to draw out the bolt pistol then, because I can't get to her unless there's thus there's like ropes in range or shit. So
3: I'm going to say that um, you have a number of things at your disposal within the cabin. Um, Think of the cabin like a – just for the ease of our modern brains, we're going to say it's like um, uh, not even first class but like coach in a big airliner. So we're talking like two, three, two kind of deal. Um, So there's a few rows of seats. Uh, You could definitely strip out some fabric if you want to try and rappel down. Tom, do we have a snack cart I could drop on her? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I would like to do that. I, will, I think he'll I just will, look around and... Uh, this is a fun system that I'm inventing right now. Uh, I will give you a snack cart for one story point. Oh, done. That's going to be our version of stress for this game, I think.
4: Yeah, cool. I think he'll look around and just be like, oh, do you know what? Uh, and I think he'll he'll like wheel it up to the end and just say, hey, Sheila, you look a uh, bit thirsty. Uh,
3: and then he'll just shove the snack cart out, out at her. Uh, and as the snack cart like plummets towards her, she just wonders to herself, well, I wonder if this is what aristocrats get all the time on these things. Um, and then it just fucking decks her. So it doesn't uh, take her completely off. But now she's dangling. Um, she's still like the, uh, the, the, like the blowtorch is like hanging from the tube that's attached to the backpack. But now she's dangling low and um, the uh, the leech people are getting closer because they're better climbers given that they're mostly teeth. Um, so she she is like reaching for the torch, hanging upside down. Um, that said, uh, back up in the cockpit, Akri is like, well, whatever you did seems to have mostly solved the problem. Got a bit of damage out there, but nothing that should stop us. We're real lucky. She almost hit the fuel line.
5: Uh, so is it, is it, can I try again? Yep. Is there anything I can do with
3: six goddamn advantage? Uh, you just did. I didn't have the engine explode, so you're welcome. And
0: you're <laughs> all right.
3: Well, thank you. Well,
5: I can tell you one thing. I'm not going to turn down using a story point now. Uh, can I get like a, an extra blue?
3: Yeah, for I'll give using you. Story yeah, point? I'll give you an extra blue. Um, I'll also say um, I will give you uh, two blue for your advantage from the previous bout. I don't need all of your advantage for snack cart Sheila.
4: Mm -hmm.
5: That's more like it. Five successes to advantage.
3: All right. Yes. Uh, So the engines begin to fire up. Um, Lyric, uh, you see Valentine kind of strap himself back in, looking quite satisfied. Um, The emergency hatch uh, kind of closes by itself behind him. Um, and you can see out through a porthole, um, just in, in the distance now, um, Galen's glory or what's left of the dome. Um, the, the massive bulk of, um, the Fist of Gilead is sticking out of it. Um, there's fire, um, smoke, um, and of course, you know that it's, it's a bit of a hellhole, but it's kind of your last glimpse, um, as the, the rockets fire up, um, and suddenly the, the the entire body of the ship begins to shake and your your sort of last look is interrupted by kind of the, the shaking as, as this thing begins to literally just like, as the rockets begin to just blast. Um, and um, a moment later, um, uh, Galen's glory falls out of sight as uh, the ship begins to rocket up. Uh, you're slammed back into the, the, crouch, uh, the crash couch um, Valentine, this is a rough fucking ride for you. Um, not because you've never been to space before, but this ship sucks. Like this thing is, is so bad compared to every vehicle you've ever used to come in and out of, um, uh, orbit. Like I, I, suspect most of like the military grade view, even things like Thunderhawks can get into atmosphere without this much, but this is built for civilians. So like, fuck it. Um, so, uh, yeah, you're just kind of learning how the other other half lives. But you do have one consolation, which is you managed to grab a ration off the cart uh, before you dumped it. Um, so you have a very ancient but still somewhat palatable uh, coconut and peanut butter bar. Um, I honestly... Oh, sounds
1: so good. No matter how much
4: it's shaking and how dangerous it is, I think he just eats it pretty fearlessly. Because when <laughs> it's stuff is this out of his hands, he's like the emperor it's just the emperor's got it and if i'm doing good i'm alive and if i'm doing bad he'll kill me so it, that i think is like the bulletproof core of his faith is anytime where he can control it it's on him but when it's random
3: <clears throat> it's up to the big guy ever yeah, yep yeah, gotcha um so you settle back uh, start munching munching on your bar and um lyric uh you actually find yourself um in a weird way uh It's a bit of a monkey's paw situation, but you weirdly got your wish. Um, In in your kind of deepest, darkest moments, you always imagined what it would be like to get away from the hive. Um, Not that you'd ever, like, leave the life of of skull cracking, because, I mean, that's kind of your jam. But just not being in the glory hole anymore is something that was so far outside of any hope you could possibly have had um, that I I think there's a, a sense of excitement and also loss. That said, you're haunted Um, by the vision of Korra.
1: Oh, there's like, there's a lot going on right now that I am like, I, like, physical shaking of the ship aside, I am shook. Like, (laughs) I think I'm just like, ever since um, Valentine got back in, I literally like have not taken my eyes off him. I'm like, just like glaring at him.
3: Um, And as for you, Alto, um, as uh, Acri kind of uh, seemingly chuckles in a weird kind of metallic, like, <laughs> all right, way beside you, um, you see the, uh, the sort of yellowish skyline that you've, you've really only seen since the dome came down um, begin to give way uh, to a sea of, of stars. Um, and as the, uh, the heat from the, um, the exit vector burns away, Um, You suddenly feel yourself drift up for just a moment before the the grav engines kick in. And as you kind of look at the monitors, you can see the world you'd always hoped to escape starting to disappear behind you. And then a moment later, there's a flash and a secondary flash and a third flash. Um, And everything that was Galen's glory is obliterated from orbit. This episode of
2: The Valentine Heresy features Ryan Laplante at TheRyanLaplante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Alto Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Lyric and our Game Master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra and The Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at DelBorovic.com D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics.
4: Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time Christian Menicola, Long Long The Half Blind Prophet James Quayar, DM Rob Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One Devin Boyce, George Dolby, One True Artistry Orion Birchfield Anthony Griffin and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash Dumb Dumb Dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The first thing you need to know about the Vegas Sci Fi Adventure podcast is that you're not just listening to someone tell you a story, you are stepping into a world. And Vega Rex, the woman at the center of this saga, is currently sitting at the top of it. This is not by accident. For millennia, the country Vega calls home has been carefully honing the skills of its state-contracted killers, and these so-called holy warriors have gotten real good at taking down the world's worst criminals, or, as they would call it, cleansing. 400 kills into her career, Vega is the most decorated hunter there has ever been, and likely would have stayed that way if it had not been for him. An explosive encounter with a terrorist sets Vega on a path of revenge that is so thoroughly illegal that before this story is done, she will have risked it all. Life, limb, and love to satisfy her vengeance and keep her record of righteous kills perfect. My name is Ivoma Okoro, and I have so much more to tell you about this. Check out Vega, a sci fi adventure podcast, anywhere you listen to them, because, baby, I'm just getting started.